0: Honestly, it feels like I'm joining my generation in a way, you, and that's 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 a really nice way of saying I'm jumping on a bandwagon. Yeah, it is. Um, but there's value in that, I think. This is like a part of this is me jumping on another medium of art. Yeah, and I, think I get it's that. Fun.
1: Yeah. Um, and I guess we can get we the can get started. Wagon yeah. a rolling. We
0: can get the wagon rolling. Um, we have um all our supplies on there, and the canvas is over it. It's protected from the rain. It's protected from the rain. Um, Don't smoke, because the canvas is flammable. Um, What's on the docket?
1: Um, So, I guess first off, my name's Aaron Holbert, and I'm a photographer based out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My name's Ryan Falkenberg. I am a comic illustrator uh, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, so both of us are here and creating this podcast for you um, as a way to discuss the ment- the state of mental health and how it relates to art and creativity and how every person at a base level is creative in some way and how every medium we intake is creative in some way and how those things relate to the world.
0: I think creating is like gratitude. Yeah, it is because it like I think that it was it was a movie about a rat cooking and that's it's gross and that's fine there. It's tongue in cheek. Um, but the uh, the the ghost of the dead cook that the rat kept seeing said something really significant. He's like everyone can cook it's just the fearless can be great. And that always like tickled me because it's like, oh, that can relate to any kind of art that can relate to anything. If you can not be afraid of yourself or your own failures or... If you're good at trolls, taking that first step yeah. and
1: not worrying about tripping. Exactly. Because everyone you know, trips. If you're you're always going to fail. If
0: you can be brave enough to be okay with your tripping, then you can, you can be great. Or at the very least, you can have a great time.
1: Yeah. And I think there's a value in just the experience of making art. Um, That's something we definitely are going to cover on this podcast. The idea that like not every piece of art you have to make has to be like this banger that is going to make everyone around you go, wow, he's so awesome. Sometimes it's okay to make stuff just for you and how it makes you feel. It is okay to have a private sketchbook. Or a private
0: file where your, your, your stuff is in, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And and you don't have to be an expert in the medium. Like, there's no... There's there's this pressure that social media tends to put on the world where it's like, okay, here's all these people who are so freaking good at this mm-hmm. thing that I want to be good at. And yeah. it makes you feel like, well, if I suck, why should I keep doing it? Because I'm just putting the stuff out there that is making, like, me look bad. And then it's like, wait, but I feel good when I do it. Mm-hmm. So why do I have to worry about these exactly. other people? Exactly. Yeah, social media. Yeah, social media is just
0: like it's a trick. It's it's a trick because uh, there are people there who can make anything. They can make their photography look good. Um, I've even fallen into the trap of like um, like because I, I used to live in New Jersey and I've left New Jersey, which means the last couple years have been sprinkled with. Um, reunions of old friends and some of them are like looking really great on instagram whether their art is modeling photography uh, illustration what have you and those things aren't indicative of their lives right they just look nice um someone who is putting like the greatest art you've seen might be might be dying inside and it's
1: about what it's doing for you and uh Something about just presenting yourself with your art is that most people only present their best works. Mm-hmm. So like as a photographer, I probably take per week upwards of like 5,000 photos, but I'm only ever going to post three, True. three True. to five. Like I'm never going to show the world all 5,000 of those photos that I take mm-hmm. because it's not about necessarily the end result as much for me as it is about the process. Um, now I think it'd be a good idea to kind of delve into both of our backstories a little bit in our history okay. of yeah, like who we them. are as both artists and people and okay. like how we got to where those places are. Fascinating. Do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to kick, kick it off? Yeah. All right. Um, you are the oldest. I, I my story starts after yours, literally chronologically. Uh,
0: all right. Um, well I'm not going to get too far into it. I'm not going to start with my birth. Um, but I've been doing art. And then there was light and suddenly I was alive and <laughs> everything was sticky and gross, I gross, gross, gross. Yeah, gross. Gross. yeah. yeah. and uh, here we are. Um, I started doing art, the first art I can remember doing. Uh, I drew a chameleon, and my grandmother liked it so much that she hung it in her apartment, and as far as I know, it's still up. Um, and I continued to do it, and that it was all... It, was, it started with... It became... Not so much, it became for me in the sense that I used it to show other people the things that I were doing or I was doing so that they would validate me and make me feel good. Um, and that manifested itself in a lot of unhealthy ways, especially in my youth. youth. Um, but and I noticed that as I got older and I kind of backed away from it a little bit. I was still good at it, I still did things for people. I remember like. During like Yu Gi Oh days, I would like my friends would buy um, like blank gaming mats and I would draw on them for them and they were okay. Um, and then when I moved out, I was on Instagram and I was seeing uh, people who were making art, uh, people like Brian Kasinger, who works for Disney. Um, he does a lot of like uh, uh, Calvin and Hobbesque comics mm-hmm. um, that are like featuring Kylo Ren and like his relationship with oh, Han Solo and, and Leia and he's got like a toy Darth Vader it's it's very tongue in cheek and very cute and uh, he did a, um, a thing called uh, Inktober Dragons where he used a uh, tone tan paper and uh, Uniball Signo white pens which just pop off each other and a lot of gray tones and Copic um, and I went out and got those exact tools and started drawing X Men as babies, and I've been pushing myself to draw consistent, consistently ever since then. And yeah, that's what I, that's that's where I'm at, and I can see myself
1: getting better every day or every day since then, pretty much. Nice. Um, for me, I would say uh, I started my journey into art. Pretty young, actually. Um, It's a little nerdy in the sense that I used to go on forums back in the day. I'm dating myself super hardcore right now because forums basically don't exist outside of Reddit. Um, And I would make graphic designs like signatures for people, like forum signatures. I never knew that. Yeah, I would. would, How old were you? I I, I was like maybe twelve, maybe thirteen. Should we mention that we've known each
0: other for a long time? (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. So we've
1: known each other for at least twelve to fifteen yeah, years definitely, at this point. Yeah. I knew you when you were a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would make little uh, forum signatures for people and that like Some people might say, like, that's a weird way to dive into art. But then I also started getting into pixel art when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I would take sprites from Fire Emblem, the video game, Mm -hmm. and I would customize them to, like, oh, here's this sprite of a character named Marth. Now he looks like Link from Legend of Zelda. That's so cool. Yeah. um, And I can't... So they all lived on my photo bucket account, which is another ancient website dating myself even more. Okay. Um, Completely gone. Disappeared into the abyss. Cannot find any of them anywhere. A little sad because there's times when I've been like, I want to kind of look at that stuff that I made. And that's like... I want to look at that stuff... A risk with digital art. Um, I would say I, I dabbled in like drawing as like I feel like most people in their like youth kind of like goes yeah. like well maybe I'll try to draw, and um, I always struggled to get consistent line work just because I have really weak wrists. Which mm. I mean that's something that you can overcome. But I just went out I, starting with you. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, the uh, being able to use art in another medium was something I actively tried to seek out, um, and that's when I stumbled upon photography in mm-hmm. college. I had to take a extracurricular class, like something that was not in the vein of my major, which my major was communications, but I was doing mostly graphic design work at the time or some, some kind of like social media management, which is what I do now for a career. Um, and I entered my photography class and I was like, wow, this is really fun. Like I have like a way to actually express myself through art that doesn't require me to have like great amazing hand eye coordination and like wrist talent and skill yeah. because i always used to think of art in the sense of like you either have to be amazing at creating digital work um or it is something that blends or expands off of traditional artwork mm-hmm. and knowing that there was a medium for me that i could do that wasn't necessarily like okay i have to do pen and paper mm-hmm. was really nice Um, And now I've been a photographer for seven years, I want to say. I've dabbled in many different areas of photography, wedding, street, commercial. Um, I've done some work in portraits and like modeling, but most of the time nowadays, I tend to just do it as a way to relieve stress. I'll walk around my city. I'll take photos of architecture and street photography of people. Um, And really, I just use it as a way to kind of like track my own self-improvement, both in, like, my mental state and my work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll say having
1: watched all that, like, that, that's the
0: difference between, I think, like, um, that is that one of us has seen all of that almost. And, like, that went, once you got to college and started doing it, I remember thinking very clearly, okay, yeah, this is something a lot of people are doing, but I think this is actual his, actually his niche. I think this is really good, and it's been better ever since. Yeah, and I and think really that... Good.
1: As someone who lives in the photography world and has to deal with the problem of photography is the most accessible it's ever been. So everyone's a photographer. Your Mm -hmm. phone in your pocket can take amazing pictures. It really can. Um, You have to kind of justify your art in your own space of like, is this worth creating? Because I'm dealing with this concept of everyone else does what I do. Is there any value in it intrinsically to the world? And the thing is like, If, to me, personally, on my journey, I kind of just discovered that there's value in it to me, and that's more than enough. That's right. Exactly. Um, Do you want to move on to the next thing? Yeah, let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. So, next, we are going to talk about uh, our first actual subject on the show, which we're going to talk about art that has positive messages, and we are specifically going to dive into the cartoon medium of Rebecca Sugar's Steven Universe. Rebecca Sugar's Steven Universe? I love Rebecca Sugar's Steven Universe. So Rebecca Sugar was an animator and storyboard artist for Adventure Time originally, Mm -hmm. which was a cartoon show on Cartoon Network, and she eventually got her own show, which was Steven Universe. And Steven Universe is a show, and I'll just read the IMDB description really quick for people who don't know it, is a show about the Crystal Gems, a team of magical beings who were the self-appointed guardians of the universe. Half-human, half-gem hero Steven is a little brother of the group. The goofball is learning to save the world using the magical powers that come from his belly button, and he goes on a magical adventure with the rest of the Crystal Gems, even though he's not as powerful or smart as his fellow members, Garnet, Amethyst, or Pearl. Despite his shortcomings, Steven usually finds a surprising way to save the day. Now, this show is on its last season. It's on its last season. It's been on for probably, like, I think, I want to say, like, six or seven years now. And I'll say,
0: for me, this is the show where I realized, holy shit, and I should have realized this... Um, um, and like there has been great cartoons before. Like, I, I think of all of Miyazaki's work, I think of Pixar, all that. But as far as um, uh, media that is just for children, we're in a golden age for sure,
1: yeah. And, and it's because of Rebecca Sugar's work To to, specific- to specify on what makes like this a such a positive art and why I, I kinda differentiate it a little bit from like Pixar films is that like a lot of movies, especially those aimed at kids, tend to just be like positive in the sense that it's feel good. It's just meant to like, oh, I leave this and I feel all warm and cuddly inside yes. because the hero saved the day. A lot of them just kinda depend on the hero's journey mm-hmm. to like go from point A to point B watching someone succeed at a task after they struggle and fail. Um, where the point of Steven universe is so much more. Uh, she uses this medium to tackle mental health both within the main character and all of the side characters and we're talking like tendencies of abandonment tendencies of loss of a like loved one uh bipolar disorder um abusive relationships even which are all very crazy heavy topics and you would think that because those are very negative and stressful topics that i wouldn't put this in the positive art category but it's the way they use the message to show that these things are things that you as a person are probably struggling with or someone that you know has struggled with. Mm -hmm. These are things that people are going to deal with on a daily basis. And there is hope on the other side of that tunnel Mm -hmm. is just like phenomenal and mind blowing that someone can create a message to show how like the world can be good. It's very
0: brave of her. And I absolutely love it. Um, I think it's a great show. I think those the way it tackles those th- those subjects, even like it, it breaks through the stigma that we can't talk about these things because they're not positive, uh, in the sense that positivity is on the other side of that tunnel, and the way it carries it carries these characters in such a delicate human way that is the impact for a, is, is aliens, for a show that is about aliens. For a show that is about aliens, yeah, it's incredible. It's it's a great show. Um, I think that my so I grew up very uh, conservative, um, and I I can't I can't tell if I ought to be embarrassed or not. But like some of like the peaks of change for me came from mostly the people around me. Number one. But the idea of like, okay, these are this is how other people are feeling. This is how other people's experiences are are manifesting in some way, shape, or form, and that's valid and important. I think that's what brought that's what that art that's how the art affected the world around me is that these things are uh, valid and important, and it's important for people to find happiness, find peace amidst those things, which those characters don't just find, but have to fight for. I think one of the most um, significant things in that show is the uh, relationship that is the character Garnet. She is... um, uh, Spoilers. Spoilers. She is uh, two tiny people in in a trench coat, essentially. Don't be fooled. Um, she is uh, she is the manifestation of a relationship of two uh, gems, Sapphire and Ruby. And th- it's complicated right from the gate. First of all, you don't find out until like... Episode 50? Episode 50, mid-show, basically. And uh, it's really cool. You find out in like an endgame kind of situation where they're in space and in danger. And it... it First of all, right from the get-go, their relationship is a, is a metaphor for an LGBTQ relationship. So the other characters, not necessarily their their confidants and friends, but the enemy characters have serious... It, they, they, they don't like their relationship. And Garnet says throughout the show that it takes work. And for me, that was one of the most... That, like, struck the chord of, wow, this is for humans right now. And there's not a lot that's out there that's meant to entertain me that is for me as a human.
1: And I would say, like, not a lot of art pieces tend to try to preach to an audience saying, like, hey, I know the world says relationships are, like, this thing that you're supposed to do, but they're hard. Mm -hmm. Like, they're real hard. Yeah. And I think that that is something that Rebecca Sugar has just done wonderfully throughout the entire show and has done it in a way that, as I said, like, it's not like a sitcom. You don't watch the episodes and feel depressed or sad you normally come out of it going this is something that's like wow like they are learning they are having like actual like in the most strange way human experiences Mm -hmm. and i can relate to this as an adult someone who's watching this is not a child and i can see how like this is going to shape a generation of children to Mm -hmm. have much broader and wider views mm-hmm. and i think that uh to back off of the, our topic a little bit of just even universe that positive art and the idea that um art can teach is something that has obviously been around for a long time we use it in like oh, yeah. elementary schools like you art is just so prevalent in culture when you're young and we slowly tend to move away from it as you like age as you start to mature you start to like fall into like oh it's the world's about relationships and numbers and like socializing and family structure and art has its value but it's not necessarily the most valuable thing absolutely we're told
0: that it's important and then told in more ways than one to walk away from it and i think that's um poisonous Honestly. But before we walk away from Steven Universe, I do have more thing to say about Steven Universe. Go for it. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Um, If you're not into cartoons, just if you don't, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not going to watch Steven Universe. I'm 36 years old. Don't, don't, don't necessarily watch it if you don't want to, but like turn it on and just watch the, look at the backgrounds. And, and some, listen
1: to the music. Yeah, That's okay, another big yeah. thing. So we, it, would be, it would be so wrong of us to talk about Steven Universe and not to mention Rebecca Sugar's beautiful score. Exactly.
0: That's something I, the, like, she's doing all those things we just talked about as far as those, uh, those, the preaching of the positivity and doing it well. But she also did an episode where Steven and his dad, um, which he has a great relationship with his dad, which rocks, um, goes to New York City and they bring their friend Pearl and Pearl's got a bunch of issues with Steven's that We won't get into that here. But that episode, it, it had more music than the other episodes. And it basically... It had its own overture. This... How long was this episode? Like 10, 15 minutes? 15,
1: 20 minutes, And yeah. it had
0: an overture of music. And it was just like... I, I, It brought a tear to my eye at the end. It's just... It's,
1: it's so important. And it's done so well. Yeah. And I think that uh, just... The way the show is animated, um, season one's a little rough just because they're obviously just starting out. But once the train gets rolling, like the animation style is gorgeous. There's mm-hmm. a couple of guest animators from some very popular uh, Japanese studios that yeah. like lend their hand eventually later down the line. And it just... It skyrockets the entire show to another level. Um, the this kind of movie come out last year, and the movie uh, decided to have the villain borrow aesthetics from like the idea of cartoons from like the '70s and '60s, where they had like the elasticity and they were always bouncing, mm-hmm. sort of like Steamboat Willie esque. And not only it was, only it so was Steamboat Willie meets Maka from Soul Eater. It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it was beyond amazing, yeah. and it's this fun, just cultural blend of so yeah. many different things. If you're creative, check it out. It, it, I, there's something there for you. Yeah, agreed. Um, So the next thing that we're going to talk about, uh, so that we would normally probably start the podcast with this to have a little, like, discussion about our personal lives and kind of give you a little housekeeping on how we're doing. Mm -hmm. But since this is the first episode, we decided to put it at the end. So this is something where we're just going to talk about our creative wins and losses over the past week. And, like, what we've done, uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be art-related. It can be any kind of medium Mm -hmm. uh, for... Me, I would say the biggest thing is that the weather started to get warmer, which as a photographer, like, I'm a street photographer specifically, it can be kind of a hindrance and make me not want to go outside when it's sub 20 yep. degrees. Yep, yep, yep. So I have gone on multiple photo walks in the past week, and I really didn't plan on sharing any of the content I've shot on them. It's more just I wanted to take photos and get oh, out yeah, there yeah, and you like, seem like you're having
0: a great time. stretch my creative been muscle. Been around, yeah.
1: And I'd say the biggest win or something that I thought of, you were actually on this walk Um, it was something I was internally thinking as I was shooting was, um, is that I was taking pictures and I got in this groove of like, wow, I'm taking some actually shots I really like. And then I realized I wouldn't have got here if I didn't take all these shots I didn't like first. And then I started shooting more, like just looking for more. And I immediately felt more inspired as we were walking because I realized that if you don't oil a machine, so to speak, Mm -hmm. you won't be able to actually create more because if you can try to limit yourself and as a photographer only find those shots that are amazing and it's just going to be so difficult if you don't just like shoot just don't actually do your like art i think that speaks into poetry into music into drawing like if you don't just keep sketching if you don't just keep creating you aren't going to stumble upon that revolution or that thing that's going to make you go whoa and realize like i'm feeling super inspired right now or i'm feeling like i i actually have some sort of hang on where I want my style to go. Yeah, and just like a relationship, it takes work.
0: You, you can't expect to just drive the car when you want to create. You're going to stall out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? How did you uh, do this week? Um,
0: I had fun this week. I was excited about this segment. Um, I have been challenging myself to jump to other mediums. Um, I work a lot in digital art, I, uh, digital art and comics, um, I have recently jumped to watercolor, um, to... I did it originally to just do a, uh, a short Inktober dialog uh, comic about Pokemon and the apocalypse, um, but I, um... And something I'm very excited about is um, there is a, a new art store in Lancaster called Curio. If you live in Lancaster, please try it. To, please go and check it out.
1: Lancaster, uh, Pennsylvania. Lancaster, not California. Pennsylvania.
0: Don't go to California. They might have Curio there. I don't know. If you're in California, ask around. But if you're in Pennsylvania in Lancaster, um, check out Curio. They um, they are filling a gap that a recent uh, art store closing has left in the city, and they do it beautifully. Um, They have everything set up really nice, and I was looking around, and I'm always looking for uh, good paper for watercolor, because if you don't have the right paper, it uh, tries to scroll up if you put water on it, Um, but they had a bunch of uh, these uh, pieces of uh, watercolor paper that are small, and on the back they're postcards, and uh, right now my girlfriend is um, living in London, going to school at Sotheby's, um, learning logistics and art handling. And, um, she doesn't know this yet, but I'm, I'm doing watercolor scenes just on them and going to be sending them to her. And so far they are a little story about a, uh, UFO that crash lands on earth and meets a person and meets a friend and that's it.
1: A little like E.T. story. That's adorable. little
0: E.T. story. Yeah. And, um, it's just, they don't look great. But they will as I keep going. I think they're already looking better than the ones before it, and it gives me an opportunity to just go on YouTube and see what like to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to learn the um, like. I like. I didn't know there was such a thing as like prepping a, a section with water. I do it too much. I know nothing about watercolor, yeah. so
1: everything you're telling me is new, and yeah. I'm loving it.
0: Well, you gotta like. I'm not gonna talk about art.
1: Um, I'm not gonna talk about art. But I'm not gonna entire like, podcast, screw it. I'm not gonna <laughs> sit here
0: and say you take your 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 watercolor tool and put like and just draw invisibility water and then just splash paint on there.
1: He says as he talks about it.
0: As I talk about it, but I did it too much and I put like so much water that the watercolor paper like bent when it wasn't supposed to. Um, I have a lot to. I have a lot to learn. Hey, and, so there's a, there's a win yeah, and a lose in there. There's a win and a lose. My lose is that my paper bent, um, but the win is that I tried something new and I can already tell within the first like couple doing the first couple uh, pieces that this is. These are muscles that I can stretch and learn how to use. And Awesome. Yeah. The It feels good to grow my versatility in it. And also, I do have one whim. And you don't know about this whim. Oh? This is new. I, um, uh, I'm I working on... Um, I do a lot of like digital illustration. Um, a lot of uh, d d characters for people. And I posted a picture on my Reddit, or on Reddit, on Our Hungry Artist. And someone just hired me.
1: Really? Yes. Like just now? Je- well, just as before we started. That's freaking awesome. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Oh, that just makes me really happy on the inside. It ought to. Yeah. yeah. It makes me very happy too. It's a five-person uh D&D team. group? Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, to cover it so that I just have a win, I think that there's losses at, uh, on both sides of the story, and I think it's good to show that like, every, not everything's always positive hunky-dory, is that when it came to my photography, um, I definitely had a little bit of imposter syndrome strike up this week. Mm. Like, I was... Uh, I'm sort of like, I work remotely and I'm on the night owl shift currently in my life, Mm. not the healthiest thing in the world, but I'm sure a lot of people out there will understand how it is. Uh, I love this sermon. You're I'm the choir. I'm nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) Great sermon. But, uh, so I was scrolling through Twitter and Instagram at like two in the morning and kind of going, wow, I suck. Like, I am not good. I don't know. Like I'm never going to get noticed. No one's ever going to look at my art. Why am I doing this? And then I kind of like, uh, I just put on a another podcast that I listened to. Um, and it's just a, it's basically just a podcast where they just talk about happy things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dear Lord, I'm stupid. Like, it's not for other people. It's for me. Mm-hmm. And if you think I'm preaching that overly, I think that that's just something that can't be stated enough to it artists. Can't because
0: it's so easy to forget that yeah. your happiness is the point yeah it really is especially if like you're stepping into a world as a creative to if you're stepping into the to the even the concept of i want to show strangers my art over the internet you are going to step into a room full of titans of their own industry people who have been really putting in the work and really you know like you know wiping the blood off their face and really getting in there and some of them are not happy some of them are, and the ones that are happy are the ones that are succeeding, because if your art's not making you happy,
1: I would argue that it's not art. Interesting. I definitely would like to hear how people think about that. Uh, I think that's people a topic. People probably disagree. I think yeah. that's a topic for another episode, because yeah. I definitely want to like, have like a, like a almost thesis about, like, let's, let's talk, let's argue it out and yeah. see what yeah, happens. Yeah, I would it love was, that, yeah. Um, and I can be moved. I'm not a rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So our last segment is actually a segment we're not going to be doing this week, but Mm -hmm. it's a segment we'll be doing every week, which is Art Club, Mm -hmm. where we are going to uh, dive into a medium of art that Ryan and I do not normally take part in. Yep. Uh, Anything from rap music which I do not listen to that often to uh, impressionist paintings to uh, what other uh, architecture yeah. any kind of art um and we're totally down to have you recommend uh genres or different forms of mediums because I think that expanding your viewpoint is just so valuable and There's just something fun about diving into a new medium and then just talking about it. That's why people love book clubs so much. It's just being able to say like, hey, let's just talk and see where this new thing took both of us.
0: Tell us what you saw that's beautiful. Tell us what you saw that inspired you to like put in that work. Yeah. Yeah. Because God knows we
1: need the inspiration. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us this week. I think so too. Um, so this is our first episode and you can follow us over at the creative SOM cast on Twitter. We have a Twitter. Good God. Yeah. Um, it's all happening very fast. It all is all happening very fast. We currently do not have an email set up yet, but I'm going to do that today. Wow. So as of episode two, you will be able to reach us by email. Um, and, uh, I think that, uh, just keep creating. Be fearless. Be great. That's the way the cookie crumbles. (laughs) <laughs> All right. <laughs>